I'd like to thank Workplace from Meta for supporting this podcast. To make your place of work a great place to work, visit workplace.com slash human. Hi, it's Charlene here, and I am sitting with my good friend, Sharon Melnick, who is a fantastic uh, expert on leadership, she has a PhD in psychology, and today we're going to be talking about power. So Sharon, thank you so much for joining me today. Oh, it's such an honor and a pleasure. So let's talk about power because it's such an essential idea when it comes to leadership. What is power when it comes to leadership? How do you think about it? Well, I think there's two levels that it would be useful to think about it. And the first level is being in your power right? So that's about uh, being aligned in you, being centered, showing up as your best self, being confident, being clear, et cetera. And then there's using your power, which is how you influence others, how you create an outcome. And I think that you can hear that both of these are based on the Latin root, uh, potere, which means to be able So it's to be able to be kind of good in you and in your power or to be able to influence others and create an outcome. Hmm. So let's talk about the first category, which is being in your power. What does that mean? Because to be able to do what with yourself? Yeah, well, I think that um, it's it's really important. Let's start again. Um, So we want to start with appreciating that power is within, that we have power inside of us and that we are powerful, right? And the what I see is that most of us, as we go throughout our day, it feels like the world is happening to us, like assignments are being made and changes and decisions are being made and people are being, well, the way they are limited, right? And, uh, and it's, and, you know, we're just sort of reacting and trying to survive and trying to deal. And it doesn't feel like we have power, right? It feels like uh, kind of the world is happening out there. And so that's really the first thing is in any situation kind of to do a power analysis, which is simply starting by asking the question, where's your power? Where's your power? And, and then, you know, kind of start with being in your power with his, which is what can you control and who do you intend to show up as and how can you create the narrative in the situation and uh, how can you be confident in the way that you show up? You have to be in your power in order to then be able to use your power for the good of all. And I think that we see plenty of examples when people are not, quote unquote, good in themselves or in their own power. And I think that's when our idea of power fulfills these kind of stereotypes or the way that we have schematized power up until now, which is that it's a force for evil. It's something that uh, certain people kind of have over others or do to others. Like we even think of, 
you know, uh, dictators who were maybe insecure inside of themselves. And so because of that, they had to create an external world around them that reassured them of their power. And they had to control other people. And they had to um, write laws that created explicit inequality. And they took power from themselves and excluded others. I mean, I think that's the way that we uh, think about power. And I think the world is changing now. And I think we're really appreciating that each and every one of us, we have the power within, right? And even in any interaction, there's always a power dynamic, right? And uh, there is legitimately sometimes someone who has more power and someone who has less, right? Like think of a manager, you know, and an employee. And the thing is that we know about power is that when you have power, you pay less, you, you are less empathic to the other person, right? So actually, I think this is one of the things that we're seeing in organizations these days where people don't feel seen and they don't feel heard and they don't feel like they can, uh, they are valued or have a sense of belonging. And I think that that's because there's been leadership that has, you know, kind of had this power and then people don't feel like they have power. But I think that we really see that this is changing. People are um, kind of uh, valuing themselves. They're valuing their mental health. They're valuing what feels on purpose to them, right? And um, and they're asking for that. They're asking for their voice to be heard. They're they're asking, um, you know, for their input uh, input to be heated. And I even think we're seeing a, a macro trend where. These days, we're seeing that employees have a lot more power, right? That, you know, companies are throwing money uh, at them to stay loyal, to stay in the company, to come, you know, work, you know, in our city or, you know, or to work remotely and, you know, we'll, we'll pay you for that, et cetera. So I think the power dynamics are shifting. And I think that we're seeing that, you uh, you know, who, wherever you are in the interaction in terms of the power dynamic, that you do have power. And I'll stop it there and we can get more into that. Okay. So I, I want to understand, is this similar to the sense of agency that people are starting to have? The agency who says, I think of myself as an owner. I have power to be able to have control over the outcomes in my life. I'm not just a subject and a victim to the circumstances. Is that similar in that whole idea of agency? Yes, and uh, I think that that is an outgrowth of uh, this, I would say a kind of a a rising sense of consciousness, right? That uh, people see themselves as kind of being an owner of their lives. I think we're seeing that there's more um, media outlets or opportunities for people to be a creator. And so therefore they're, you know, um, they're, happy to be able to have their voice. And then that creates more opportunity and motivation for them. And uh, I think it's really important to emphasize each and every one of us, we have more power than we think. Explain that. So again, people oftentimes think of power as a title or position in a company. So you're talking about something very different. Yeah. Well, I think that power does come from position but it's not the only place that it comes from. I'll give you two examples of this. So for one example, uh, I was coaching a woman who was a leader of financial advisors in a firm. So she was pretty senior, but she wasn't really kind of at the top uh, level. And 
she didn't um, she saw that people were leaving, that the culture wasn't really um, uh, retaining people. And she went to the owners of the firm with her ideas. Here's how I think we could do it better and keep people in the culture could be better. And um, the there were two older uh, men owners and they didn't really listen to her. They were kind of like, yeah, yeah. You know, they kind of nodded their heads. Yes, but did, you know, took no action, which is what a lot of people who are change agents are experiencing these days. And she felt like she had no power, right? Um, She started to second guess her vision. She was wondering whether that was reasonable. She was kind of like, well, I said something, you know, and I think that this is what a lot of people think. They feel like, well, I don't have any power not to get promoted, not to, you know, kind of make the culture that I want on my, um, in my company, et cetera. But we did a power analysis, right? And we kind of looked at where's her power. And we systematically went through this and Uh, We repositioned her argument and the way that she presented it to them so that it was more in alignment with what they wanted. She had relationship capital because she um, had all these people she had made good relationships with uh, in the firm. She um, made relationships with the board and got uh, leverage. She um, had uh, the the reputation of the firm in the industry. She had so many more points of power or leverage than she was realizing. And I'll tell you, Charlene, three months later, those two owners agreed to reducing their ownership in the firm by 30% so that more of the top producers, many of them happen to be uh, women, just because that's, you know, often a coach for women leaders. Um, and now she is being elevated to CEO. So she, three months ago, she felt like, oh, I don't have any power. And then she was in the mental swirl of feeling disempowered, right? But when she exercised the power that she already had, right, to be effective. And you notice that she didn't take their kind of non-responsiveness personally anymore. She was at the beginning and feeling small and diminished, but then she didn't make it about her. And uh, she was really effective in the way that she leveraged power. And look at how by her being in her power, she was able to create a different outcome in the world for so many people. And a leader in her power raises everyone around her or him. That's beautiful. So it sounds like this power assessment, this power audit would be a really good thing to do. How could somebody go through and do a power audit on themselves? Yeah. So I think, again, that there's two elements of it. One is how much are you in your power, right? Because if you're not in your power, so this is like a good example. We could just uh, take this one here. You know, if she uh, didn't kind of step more into her power, she would have stayed spinning and in the mental swirl. And she would have probably, um, you know, for a few months been, can I really bring my value here? Is this the right fit for me? Uh, You know, engaging a little bit less every day and just feeling right, like she wasn't her most confident. And the narrative that she would have created would have been those powers that be, you know what I mean? They don't get it. You know, they don't, I don't have the power, et cetera. So those are really good examples of how you have to be in your power in order to use your power. So um, uh, that's one thing. And then, um, you know, in terms of using your power, I think that there's four 
dimensions of using your power right away that a person can think about. One is persuasion. And are you being effective in the way that you are positioning your business case or the way that you are approaching uh, your influencing? Because in my experience, most of the time, not all the time, but many of the times that somebody is frustrated that they're not getting buy-in, it's because that they haven't aligned with the decision makers. And they kind of go to the decision makers saying like, this is what I think we need to do, but not really saying like, this is, you know what I mean? This is going to help you get more of what you want. And when she started to do that, you know, she started to make, um, uh, build the case for if you do kind of what I'm proposing here, when you exit the firm in the next few years, you're going to earn more money. That's what they wanted. The stronger the motivation, the more you can leverage it. It's just an example. So persuasion, I think, is one source of power. Her powerful truth. So she went and she really kind of spoke to the owners about what it was like to be working in that firm and as a woman and where the field was going. And it really touched at least one of them, actually. And he he really was very motivated to kind of want to be a good ally and a good owner. She had the power of uh, her position um, in which she could call meetings and create the culture. And she also had the power of her platform. and. Anyone who's a creator these days, you know, has a platform um, in, you know, social media, in the media, in internal uh, communications. And, uh, you know, I, I think that we see people using their platform these days. And, um, you know, even the person, any person within the organization can have an outsized impact. I mean, I think we even see I mean, even like hashtag me too, just as an example. I mean, and you know, anybody in the organization who has experienced harassment can have a really big effect uh, on the leadership. And similarly, in um, really positive ways, Greta Thunberg, I mean, you know, one person, right? Created an absolutely enormous worldwide paradigm changing paradigm because she was in her power believed in the big picture and didn't really care what other people thought. That's amazing examples of power. So for and if I could say one more thing about that, actually, if I could say one more um, thing about that is that anybody wants who wants to kind of assess uh, where they are in terms of um, uh, their power profile, I do have a power audit on my website and we can give that uh, URL. It's uh, SharonMelnick.com. All right. So we'll direct people to that. So go to SharonMelnick.com and you can get your own free power audit that you can do. That's an irresistible offer. (laughs) (laughs) So uh, I want to just um, end by saying, you know, leaders have to create a lot of change. And so you just gave some very good ways to think about where you can use your power to create that change. Do they need to be thinking about even the way they lead? Because you mentioned something very interesting that when you have power, there's a correlation for having less empathy. There's a movement now where people want to be seen and known. And some leaders feel like if I do that, if I give up power, I will lose power. But is it a better way to think about when I give up power, the power index kind of goes up all around us. So it's not like a scarcity thing, taking a scarcity mindset to power by thinking of an abundance mindset. How how can leaders who have been brought up, who came up in their career in this old way of thinking of power, you get it and you hoard it, think about power in a more modern way? 
Yeah. Shift. I think that is really the heart of the matter, right? Is um, And when you experience power being outside of you, then you have to grab it, hoard it, right? Seize it, whatever the metaphors are. But when you experience that you can access power inside of you at any time and anywhere, um, then you can experience it as more infinite, or at least you can experience that you can reconnect with it at any time. And I think then it plugs you more back into that abundance mindset. And I think it's really important what you said, and actually uh, the great Charlene Lee made this point when she was a guest on the Power Shift podcast, um, is um, I think it's really uh, important that you actually talked about growing power in others. And so with this new metaphor that you're uh, talking about, right, is um, that the more you empower others, the more others can spread your message, can carry out the tasks uh, you know, of the project, the more others can bring their energy into creating the culture that you are trying to create. And I think for leaders to uh, think these days that when it's about creating change, it's about mobilizing others, right? To create a culture, literally like the most powerful person cannot create culture change because they're only one person, right? So it really depends on creating a sense of momentum, of buy-in. And, you know, the way to make a movement um, is to get others to buy in and to, you know, kind of energize it and perpetuate it and make it viral. And like, that actually is the answer. And uh, I think that today we have all the tech tools that really help us with that. So I think that is the message. You have more power than you think. And when you share this and grow this with others, that is, uh, that is the way to make a world that you and everyone else wants to live in. Fantastic, Sharon. I love this message that you have to be standing in your own power before you can actually exercise it. And thank you so much for not only some great frameworks, but also some, for some very practical ways to be able to think about how we exercise power. Thank you again so much. Hey there. Thanks for listening to the new rules of disruption. We created this podcast with the hope that you would be inspired to become a disruptor. Disruptors don't just blow things up. They also create and build things that result in huge positive change. This is a change that the world needs now more than ever. And we want to hear about what change you are creating in this world. You can send us your disruptor story by visiting charlenelee.com slash podcast. That's C-H-A-R-L-E-N-E-L-I dot com slash podcast. If you are enjoying this podcast, I have one major ask. Please share it with a coworker, manager, or a friend. Let's build communities of disruption together.